0: All right, guys. What is up? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner. I'm here with my co-host, Miss Lena Del Rey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I just recently went to my second tactical games. So I'm back now. and Happy to Beach. be home. Yeah, I'm happy to be home. Catching up on a little bit of sleep, trying yeah. to recover with nutrition. I'm just like, uh, I've really gotten into like my post-recovery, like after, a I, after I work
1: out. Today. Didn't what? you? Didn't you run today? I did, yeah. It was yeah. like, what, three I miles? Hit,
0: I hit a run. Just which a quick, was so unsteady easy and easy. Just easy. Just an easy. I, I contemplate, I'm like, okay, like, should I wait? Because sometimes, whenever I've just, like, sometimes your body might feel good, but it's actually still recovering, like, yeah. internally. And so you really need to give your
1: body time. So You're I like did, jumping back in immediately as soon as you can.
0: I, I do, but I'm <laughs> trying to go, like, definitely go slower. So I just did an easy, easy three, like, 3.2 mile run or something with my dogs. And, uh, I, I've been really diligent on my recovery after I work out, and now I, I've done like two protein shakes and like okay. uh, yeah, just kind of throughout the today. And I, it's not like I've been working out, mm-hmm. but I've been just taking taking those. I, I think I actually just really like the way it tastes. Yeah, um, tastes good. <laughs> but I know it's it's also good for me. So the tactical games. Uh, How's your
1: shoulder? It's As very your shoulder raw. got fucked up.
0: Yeah. Dude, I didn't even know, and um, it's not like an injury. At least you didn't injury. feel it during
1: the games. I, I didn't feel it during Good. the games. That actually
0: maybe my, my second day. I just kind of had to be like conscientious, but she, she didn't.
1: It, yeah. guys, she didn't like hurt her shoulder or anything. She just has like a raw I ripped strap the skin mark. off of it. Yeah, yeah she's literally just got like a deep cut in her shoulder. Yeah, from what was
0: it? What was it? I from? think it was from we did a five mile run oh on Saturday God. after we had to do. It was the last thing of mm-hmm. the day. Uh, But I think it... Cause you're wearing your kid, but then you have I had my rifle slung over me, and I think it was just the cadence of the, the rifle, friction. like r- rubbing like right there on my shoulder, because I was wearing a it's tank like top.
1: A, the world's worst rug burn. Yeah, yeah,
0: dude. It's, and it's in such a bad spot, so <laughs> yeah,
1: you can't wear tank top. No.
0: So the sports bras that I wear, they have to be like pretty high up on my neck okay. or my trap. Um, but it just it rubs off. So and it's funny, like in in the heat of the moment, because I did it the first day, I, I rubbed it raw the first day, but the second Day it was like in the heat of the moment, like you know when they say go, you you just don't feel it anymore. So you just it, <laughs> do, it doesn't matter. Like it probably just kept getting like, like deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just got bare through it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to have Megan Kennedy was on she today. There
1: this week, she is. Okay, yeah, cool. she's That's a quick turnaround for you too.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because we were all extremely nice to each other. Like they are some of the most. Amazing hardest, hardest women that I've, that I've ever met. Like they are, you talk about just, just going through the grit. Hard motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's like, and we're all really competitive. So it's kind of it's interesting because like we're friends, but it's like mm-hmm. once that whistle blows, like we literally you know want it's to, it's a battle, yeah. it's a legit battle, and we want to beat the person next. to us. like
1: we are so competitive, but that's cool um, that you can just be chill after and be like, you know yeah. what, that wasn't my best, but I'm really happy, proud for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. She actually plays second, so that's awesome. and I was I was really I was really proud of her. I went and gave that's her a big really hug, cool. and um, but she is an officer, a police officer. Um, in North Carolina, Northern North Carolina, I think. Um, but she's also on the SWAT team. She's the oh, first female shit. in her area or um, Providence or something. Something like that, 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 yeah, she got on the SWAT team a little while back. So I really want to talk to her about just like the tactile games. Uh, she's a really good shot. She's really, and she's small. She's my she height, is. but she's a little bit
1: smaller. Okay, so she's a little taller than me. Yeah, you're a little taller than me. Yeah,
0: she might be a little bit shorter than me, but dude, she is strong. Like that's do awesome. that's what's really cool about a lot of the size the women. does not matter. No, ladies they are, and gentlemen, they are strong. And <laughs> what's crazy is when you're out there and they blow they blow the whistle. <laughs> size does not matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Anyways, <laughs> Lena, on.
0: she's always. Um, <laughs> I wasn't gonna
1: not take that <laughs> shot. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: Uh don't underestimate the little guys. Yeah, don't underestimate the little <laughs> they guys. They can perform if you oh, know what yeah. I mean. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so the you know, when the whistle blows, it's like you just realize like you're so much stronger than what you probably think that you yeah. are. So I'm um, excited. Anyways, I'm excited to have her on. But we're gonna first. do we're gonna do cocktail hour. Guys, you, I have to tell you really quick, I came in the brew. And Lena, you know, she's she went and worked out today. She's all in, like, this healthy kick stuff. I like stuff. A really She's like, right oh, now. you got to try this drink I made. Dude, it's like it's like a, a pre-made RTD protein drink, muscle milk. Yeah. And matcha mixed and it's together. it's dairy-free.
1: It is so disgusting. Okay, first of all, it's delicious. No, it's she's not. She's just a hater. No. <laughs> she took one sip and goes, fuck no, and walks away. I was <laughs> like, I think it's good. Dude. My coworkers thought it was good, so no, I don't know. Maybe Ashley's like, just the outlier here. No, it try is. it, guys. They're just being nice to you. They don't do the hurt muscle your milk. I did the vanilla it's muscle so milk don't and a do it. teaspoon of matcha powder. Shook that shit up, dude. That muscle milk has so many like. Don't tell me that I'm I'm a healthy kick. I just want to I just want to read the label to you. Oh God,
0: I thought you I was, know what? we don't have time for me to read the ingredients label because it actually is like.
1: 25 7,
0: lines deep of I things know, that I cannot even I pronounce. I know.
1: I need to work on it. But it was quick and convenient. It was in the gym. It is. It has 34 grams of protein and. You know, just, it's.
0: I'm just. You know, this is better. I can do better. It's better but this is better than like a lot of choices. Yeah, so I'm proud of you. Thank you. And you tried to mix a little grass in there with the matcha. I oh, just, yeah. dude, I just don't dirt understand water. why people. Yeah, it's dirt so muscle milk water. Ray might like it. You might go <laughs> give it to her. She's like our vegan girl down there. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna get right into cocktail hour. Woo! We're really excited. Um, Lena's gonna take it away.
1: Okay, so this is a. I like. I think of this as like a summertime classic. It's. A very, very basic drink. It is a mint julep. Think of summer heat, sweet, delicious, refreshing. Um, So it's really simple. Um, It's like three ingredients max. Um, So it's a bourbon-based drink. So I'm using bullet bourbon because that's just like my classic go-to here at American Brew. And I'm going to do like a smaller version, but um, it's going to be... And you want to do this over um, a whiskey ice cube if you do have one. I prefer it that way. You can do other forms of ice. But I think it tastes better with whiskey. I really like
0: whiskey ice cubes. Whiskey ice
1: cubes are... I think they make a huge difference. They do
0: because it's how they melt. It keeps it
1: cold and Mm -hmm. it doesn't water down your drink. So, whiskey
0: ice cubes aren't like little uh no, it's like it's not like your normal ice it's no it's like huge. a big ball like a snowball it's like an almost. iceberg
1: of ice cubes mm. it's just and huge. it's
0: yeah and it's how it has to do with like how it melts right so
1: so if you have one use what. so i like muddling my mint in my simple syrup you can use powdered sugar i like a lot of mint i don't know about ashley do you like a lot of mint i love mint yeah okay so we're gonna load it up so just put a shit ton of mint in there. I'm doing like a few sprigs just because that's how I like it. Um, I'm going to put in my simple syrup and I'm going to put in two ounces per drink, four total of um bullet bourbon. And then you're just going to muddle this up. Which I'm doing right now with my little tool. Do whatever you can have in the house. Like You don't really need a real muddler. Yes, it helps. But... um it's not necessary. So I'm going to muddle my mint and this is in the simple syrup with the mint and the bourbon. So you got all three in there. Mm. Okay, (laughs) done with that. And then you're just going to pour over ice. You don't have to include the mint leaves. If you don't want an extra little chewy thing, don't include them. There we go. So here's one. All right. I got my other glass. We're a little hot mess over here. Ashley's helping me out. My lovely assistant. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a
0: strong one, boys and girls. Oh my. Oh I'm glad my. it's an off day. This is my last off day. I'm gonna hit the weights tomorrow, I think. Hell yeah. All right. And that's it. That's your mitten brew oh, up. Let's hey, have cheers. A little sip. Uh, cheers to the uh recovering process of Amen, sister. Yeah, and hitting the iron again. Oh. That's good.
1: Delicious. Jeez. Oh, it's strong. strong. It's a straight whiskey. Drink, oh my gosh. But it's not bad. You really taste that mint in Ooh. there. I did a little more simple syrup just because I'm like, I have to be productive today. And yeah. <laughs> I do feel like it's not as strong. Yeah, Um Do as much or as little simple as you'd like. I think I recommend uh I wish, you half have, hours. I wish you put a less simple syrup in mine. Less. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think it's to taste. Yeah. yeah. If you want a little, I like mine a little more sweet. Ashley prefers her a little more strong. But overall, it's a great drink. It's great for the summer. I can just like imagine myself on a porch. Just like with, in a rocking chair. Well, come over. I have a just porch in and a, wa- drink in a, a rocking chair and I have the ocean. Well, perfect. What are let's you just, doing Why here? are we recording podcasts here? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: let's uh, welcome Megan on. Here's yes. welcome, again. Megan. We are excited and uh, let's get Megan on. Woo. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I'm excited to have you. And it's pretty cool how it worked out that uh we just we just got done uh, competing in the tactical games this past weekend. So once this airs, it'll it'll be a little bit. But um how are you how are you feeling?
2: Ah uh, a lot better than yesterday. Yesterday was a little bit rough. I was yeah. Like, shoot, I am beat up, but not too bad today. What about you?
0: Uh, I feel good. I actually went on an easy run. Um, my body is not really sore. My hips are a little bit sore. Um, yes. My right my right ankle is a little bit stiff. I think it's probably from that long run, like down the gravel mm-hmm. or something that we did. Um, and then I just have some crazy chafing on my on my right shoulder. Uh, I think it was from the rifle oh, sling. Yeah. And then um, just like running, I, I definitely need to get a new sling, I think. There's a lot of things that I, I need to fix with, uh, with everything that I have going on on my uh, system. Um, the first one being uh, learning how to shoot a little bit better. But other than that, uh, <laughs> no complaints. I'm probably going to take off and uh, probably hit my first training day on Thursday again. Oh, cool. Yeah. What about you?
2: Yeah, no, that's good. You mean training day as far as physically or like you gonna go shoot? girl I'm gonna go
0: shoot after we get done with this podcast there we go yeah good yeah
2: that's awesome
0: um so I just kind of want to introduce you uh a little bit to the listeners who are listening to the reborn podcast so um where are you from Megan
2: originally I'm from Michigan but now I live in North Carolina
0: yeah and you have dedicated your life doing you're a, a police officer and you've recently joined the SWAT team
2: Yes. Uh, just, uh, just over two years ago, I got on the SWAT team, which it's not full-time SWAT. So it's in addition to your normal duties on patrol and everything. We also train call-outs, all that kind of thing.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then you're a three-time podium first place winner, champion of the Tactical Games. Three times? Yes. For first place? Yeah. yeah. And yeah three
2: pr- three first and three second now. Okay.
0: Uh, so how long have you been a police officer?
2: ah let's see shoot I moved here in 2013 so about seven eight years somewhere in there yeah do you like it yeah I mean it's got some days better than others I work in the county so um we don't get the brunt of a lot of the stuff that the city cops tend to get you Mm -hmm. know but when things go crazy with the county like they definitely go crazy
0: yeah well what did you do growing up like what sports and stuff did you play because you're oh, you're really competitive. If you guys know, and it's Kennedy Cop Fitness on Instagram. If you guys watch Megan, I mean, she's she's super super competitive. Um, <laughs> so you had to have you have to have some background in like competitive sports or something. Anything?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I can be competitive to a fault sometimes. Um, growing up, shoot, I'm one of I'm the youngest of four siblings, so we played soccer, basketball, um, softball, volleyball. Uh, I started swimming in high school, did that kind of year round, that kind of took over, did a little bit of rowing in college, boxing, triathlons, got into marathon running, um, and then CrossFit and some powerlifting as well. So done a little bit of everything. Yeah,
0: you're definitely considered like a hybrid athlete. That's cool. Is there any particular sport aside from the tactical games that you enjoy over the other
2: Well, my sister owns a gym like functional fitness and I'll I'll compete time, uh, from time to time doing CrossFit and whatnot just to stay competitive. Plus it, for me, it directly translates, you know, that world into the tactical game. So although tactical games is really my priority, um, I'm happy to also compete in doing that every now and then too.
0: Yeah. Uh, when was your first, uh, your first tactical games competition?
2: 2019, I had just gotten on um SWAT about I don't know, I think like three, four months prior. So hadn't really shot a rifle or anything before that. But you're thrown in. Like once you make the team, like I remember day one, we were shooting out of cars, we were shooting with people downrange, like safely downrange, but downrange from you during different drills, and my mind was blown but I quickly learned how to do everything and everybody was willing to help and you yep. definitely got yelled at if you did it wrong mm-hmm. so luckily my mechanics were there that what by the time I heard about tactical games um what I guess I was on the team I think four four months I had broken my foot six weeks prior to North Carolina still decided to go I had just healed up enough to do it went and um, competed not knowing what it was and realized quickly it's it, meets shooting competition, which is awesome. All my world's going into one. And yeah. I actually didn't re-break my foot that one, but about two months later when I went to Florida, I re-broke it during the first event there. So Dang. it wasn't too soon to come back. <laughs>
0: um, so what does your, your training uh, look like pre- preparing yourself for the tactical games?
2: Like physically or shooting?
0: Let's talk about physically first. Like, what is, cause I mean, I, and I met your sister this weekend too. I mean, you guys is like, you guys, are like, what are your, uh, what are your other siblings do? Because are they just as badass as you and your sister?
2: Cause it's like a family uh, of like badasses.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely badasses. No, they, um, they still live in Michigan. Everybody lives in Michigan still, except for my sister, Jessica here. And, um, she and I are, I'd say, stuck with the sports. They definitely did sports growing up and everything. And my uh, Jessica actually trains our sister online. Um, but she's a wedding planner. My brother, you know, does some computer stuff. So they're super competitive. Trust me, you don't want to play board games with either one of them. They're worse <laughs> than us. You cannot, like, if they lose, you're not talking the rest of the night to one another because yeah. <laughs> of a board game. Like, that's our family for you. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, not as competitive anymore as far as sports go Mm -hmm. from them but uh no normally honestly I don't train differently than I did before tactical games right I usually do five six days a week probably more like five days than kind of a rest day or light cardio or whatnot because I've Mm -hmm. learned the hard way that overtraining doesn't help you because I used to do that relentlessly two a days two long days and I just realized it's just too much in my body Um, so I work 12 hour shifts a lot of times get up, you know, three o'clock in the morning or whatever, do something for approximately hour and a half, two hours at most that I can get in Then go to work and days off a little bit longer. Um, but probably pretty typical strength training and then cardio and then Mm -hmm. shooting. I get in as much as I can, as much as anybody can, um, dry fire as much as possible, but I think if you want to be really competitive at the tactical games you need to look at i mean i probably need to dry fire more multiple days a week dry firing range you want to, at least you want to know once what every bought? two weeks if not once a
0: week. what's that i just bought uh the mantis app have you heard of that it's like Man- yeah yeah i did yeah i just i bought that so it's like the dry firing app do you know that app or it's like a it's like a um, yep. It's something that yeah. you put on the end of your magazine. I think the rifle is a little bit different with the railing setup. I don't know if it goes on the, the bottom of the mag or not. But uh,
2: Yeah, and um, I haven't used the one that's for rifle, but for pistol, it just goes on the front where, like, a light would go. Jessica's used it a lot, and I've used it some, too. It, it's good.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, I Yeah, I definitely, you know, it, I was really frustrated coming, walking away from the tactical Games because... I, you know, and there's a saying that says like, you can't complain about the work that you didn't put in, you know, and, sure. um, leading up to like the first tactical games that I did, I, I was coming off my 25 hour row. So I didn't feel like I was as strong, right. In my first one. So after my first tactical game, but my shooting was like, it was, it was okay being my first time being like super stressed yeah. out or whatever. Um, Definitely. and you know, it. I think this last time of like preparing for the tactical games that we just did, it was really just all strength training based and wanting to become Mm -hmm. like faster and stronger. Um, But, you know, like... It, and it didn't really dawn on me because I didn't, I didn't ever check in with myself of, like, how like how diligently was I actually picking up my weapon system and practicing it? Or how diligently was I even doing sure. dry firing or, like, going to the shooting range? And, you know, and people were like, you know, I, I said that to a couple people, and they're like, oh, you know, like, whatever, you're busy. But it's like if you dedicate yourself to something, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how busy you are because it, I like to – tell people. And even for myself, like if you make something a priority, you're going to find time to get it done. If you want to accomplish something to the level that you want to accomplish it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have going on in the course of your day, you'll find a way to make it a priority. And, and that's really well where I, I fell short. I think that I was like, you know, I guess I don't really, um, I kind of took for granted like how easy you can lose uh your like shooting performance aspect if you're not picking up like your rifle mm-hmm. or your pistol and uh, so I, yes. I was definitely frustrated so honestly like on the way home um from the tactical games this weekend I bought the the mantis shooting app or whatever so and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my sure. schedule and and make it a priority to uh to shoot So do you think that it's pretty 50 50 on the tactical games like like I mean I don't know I think it actually probably goes it, you have to be a better shot than
2: like fitness what do you think? I think now you have to be a better shot. Yeah. I think back in 2019, you physically, because, I mean... The, the battles were longer. I'd come in a oh. couple minutes in front of some girls and there, was the, there wasn't the time cap, the thing. So mm. with that amount of time, you could make it up. But now that they're down 10, 12 minutes or whatnot, you don't have the time to make it up. Because the small penalties that you'll get for the time cap and the person who was able to finish it, they're just 30 seconds under. Nope, it'll go to the shooter all day now. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have to be competitive with the physical but it's probably at 60 40, if not, mm-hmm. you know, 35 65. That's mm-hmm. what I would say, in mm-hmm. my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the last tactical games that we just did, which one physically was the hardest for you?
2: I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was when we had our slow death in my poor chin on oh that my sandbag gosh. one that Dude. I expected that to be the easiest. That's a sad I thing. I looked at that too. and I was like, 70 pound bag yeah and it it had handles like and we put up the 100 pounds in South Carolina like it was nothing mm -hmm, in comparison to that mm -hmm. I was like this will be a joke and then we got out there and me and you found out really quickly (laughs) that it was Uh, not what we thought it was gonna be that was that was definitely really really humbling would say that was the worst one yeah that's all right
0: yeah Uh, what about you um the, I was really really frustrated with that one because I also that's when I also had my double my double feed twice yes you did um so like working through that i mean i I was really frustrated with that um and definitely the sandbag because I kind of had like the same mindset and boy i was I was humbled so fast because okay. You know the first couple not was seventy pounds. No, dude, that thing. I don't know. It was it was close to a hundred, and then I I think a lot of it it always has to do with like technique, and I yes, 100%. I you know yeah, I'm not really sure. But um, dude, the run, the five mile run that we had to do, <laughs> that was really brutal, and it it was you know that on was, paper it's mm. yeah, and uh so. There, there was a girl, so it, whenever we line up for the tactical games, there's like a firing squad, I guess is what you could call it. So there's lane one, lane two, lane three, four, and five. And so uh, Tristan was in lane one, I was in lane two, and then yep. Megan was in lane three. So on this five-mile run, we had to go up. Tristan went first. She did this long shoot. Um, and then she had to do like this little obstacle course and then she went out on a run. So she's in front of me on the run and it goes into two minute increments. So every two minutes they allowed us to go. And, yep. uh, so Tristan went two minutes and then I went and then right behind me was Megan. And, uh, <laughs> dude, this run, it's like, if you think of a big f- cornfield, it's like, it was two miles straight down, no shade. They were like, take your phone nope. in case there's a medical emergency. There's probably going to be snakes. Um, they had two water spots, but they were, I mean, they were like pretty spaced out. And um, so, you know, you go through this, you know, on on the sound of go, you go through the shooting, the obstacle course. And this. once I got on my run, I could see Tristan like up in front of me. And um, like, dude, that was the last one of our day. And I think that I had to go to a very, very dark place to get there and this Mm -hmm. whole time and I knew that Megan was behind me this whole time in my mind I was thinking like (laughs) oh my god she like literally wants to kill me I know she wants to catch me this is in those of you guys who are listening this is how competitive it is and how we are um I absolutely love the community but like whenever we're out there like battling like we don't give a fuck like we want to beat the person that's standing next to us like you're not our friend when the battle's going on we're not friends like we literally want to beat each other and um so I could see Tristan up in front of me and I'm like, all right. I'm like, like, I just, if I can just like go a little bit faster, I can catch her. Like that was my goal. I literally just kept my sights on her. I just want to catch her. And then, um, like, I think on the last mile, she ended up pulling away from me, of course. And, um, dude, but the whole time I was thinking, I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, Megan is literally right on my heels. And I wanted so bad (laughs) to turn around and to see how far you were because I was like, damn, she's like, I know she's going to catch me like this girl, her drive and like competitiveness. And I, I just did. And I kept focusing forward because I didn't want, I didn't want to turn around and to see you right there. And for that to like get into my mind, because Ooh, I was that's definitely, no, for yeah. Sure. And it's nah, like,
2: you, you killed that run without a doubt. Yeah. Because I was like, she's
0: not going to beat me. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to beat her in one thing this weekend. It's going to be the run. Uh, no, I just, um, I, I had to do a lot of self-talk on that, on that run. Yep. And it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. I think that's where I got my really bad chafing from, like my rifle sling. Um, oh, it yeah. just, you know, no, I got it with
2: my straps for sure. My back yeah, was did. all scraped off because I realized I didn't, hadn't realized until I got in the shower that night and, uh, I got in and it burned and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and I go and look in the mirror and it's like, yeah, there's scrape marks, just skin missing on my back. And I was like, oh, cool. Great. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, when I felt mine is when I
2: jumped into the pond and I jumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you jumped in the pond and landed on your back, maybe that's when you got your straight mark.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I got like bit by something, and then I realized that it was like, oh, I have like my my chafings, and no, I was from getting chafed, oh, and then it, it like burned or whatever. Broke your
2: back. <laughs> yeah. that was, that, oh, that was totally
0: that funny. Uh, no, yeah
2: that that run was really really hard. Like I don't think I've ever, and, you know, in the marathon running, I wasn't any great marathon runner by any means, but that's where I learned like the mindset of just like it's it's all in your head. Like yeah. I remember how many runs. When I would train and everything, the distance runs that I used to wear a heart rate monitor, I'd see it shooting up to 170 something beats per minute. And I literally just had to go in my mind, change nothing other than be like, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Start breathing. Mm-hmm. And I would see, you'd see the heart rate dropping and drop down to like 160. And it's crazy. Like people just don't understand. Yeah. You may not be the fastest runner, but you can run for a lot longer than yep. you really think. Like it is all in your head. Mm-hmm. But this one for me, if my sister hadn't run with me, it, it would have been difficult last mm-hmm. year when we did that same run. I did it way f- significantly faster, but we all went at the same time. And I had that lead and I just held it. I did exactly yeah. what you did. I was like, they're behind me. I'm not letting it happen. Like, I will hold this. Yep. But this year, I went, especially when you were pulling away, I was like, I can't get her. I was like, I really thought I was going to be Dude, able to get her. See, and when I, I couldn't, my I mental had no game idea. was just rough.
0: Yeah. What well, was it the was, third it one? Was, it was a tough one. Yeah. It was the third. It was our third battle of the day, and yep. uh, we, were the, hot. we were We were the last ones to go on this one. Or no? Were we the last ones to go on this one?
2: No. Well, no, there we're, were some people in our group that were behind yeah, us, but it was right. our group was last.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, the heat was just brutal. The heat was really brutal. And um, how much do you think of all of like the tactical games as mental? Like, what is, the, what is the mentality that you have going into the tactile games or, like, even preparing for
2: the battles? No, I think that's how you win it, to be honest. You can be a good shooter and you can be good physically, but if you don't have the mental game, you're not going to be able to work through the problems. You're not going to have that competitiveness to get all the way through, like, and actually win it. Because, I mean, there are people that come out there to have fun, and I mm-hmm. wish I could say I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I come out there to win. I, that is solely my purpose and that's solely my goal. It's like I will help anybody and everybody when if they need help. But that is my purpose in being there. And I think if you don't have that mindset, you won't you win. Because it takes you to those deep, dark places. You, not, you know, in the sandbag one, there were moments where I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. Like, this shit's hitting my chin. It's scraping the, my face off, basically, like with all the dirt. I was like, this sucks. I'm seeing people pass me that I was way in front of because I couldn't get that a good position on that uh, bag every time. Like there are those moments, but then once you push through it and there will people who don't though, there are people that are going to mm-hmm. sit there and stand there and you can't, you have no time mm-hmm. to just sit there and not do mm-hmm. something. If you want to win, you you yeah. won't win if you do that. So yeah. the mindset is huge.
0: Yeah. You can't, um, you can't, you can't worry about like you know even like with sandbags and stuff you can't hold on to like you know like you seeing the other person get in front of you or whatever you can't stay in that moment and fret on that because if you do like mentally you're just going to cave in like you have to literally just focus on where Mm -hmm. you are right now in that moment and you can't you can't pay attention to the other people because you know once you start being like you know your whole like mental game and like your mindset will just start to like cave
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I I even saw it. I mean, this weekend was probably the roughest weekend for me competitively, as far as just things that occurred and everything else. Some things I could drill, some things I couldn't, and everything. And there were moments where I wanted to be like, "All right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm gonna go home now." Like, and you everything quit. else, and to be able to check back in and be like, "Okay, no, shut up, get your shit. Let's mm-hmm. just do another one. That mm-hmm. is done. There's nothing you can do about it." roll on to the next one. And, and luckily, had I not done that, I mean, I don't even think I would have taken second place in this yeah. one. Um, you have to stay in it and you have to let go what you can't control and what is already done. But it also comes down to the consistency factor. You do not have to be the best out there in order to win. You just have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You just have to be consistently good and you easily can be a top three finisher in any of the divisions.
0: We are really excited to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com, the premium brand for men's grooming and hygiene products. And I'll be honest, they're products that I also like to steal when blue is not around. If you've been a Reborn listener for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of of Manscaped and their perfect package kit. They are an all-in-one grooming tool and formulations for the modern man. Taking in feedback from millions of customers across the globe, Manscaped obsessively engineered the next generation of groin and body trimmers by focusing on intelligent functionality and perfecting the ultimate grooming experience. And now, Manscaped has just launched their fourth generation trimmer, And brand new Lawnmower 4.0. I actually got this in the mail a couple weeks ago. And it's different. It looks different. It feels different. And it's an awesome piece of equipment that you will want to add to your vanity in your bathroom. Um, I'm definitely excited to have been one of the first ones to try it and it's waterproof. It's a cordless trimmer and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level and everything that you've come to expect from manscape. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer uses these advanced ceramic blades with skin safe technology that helps reduce nicks and cuts, which can easily be replaced. So you always have a clean and close shave. And it features an all-new wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic induction to charge a premium lithium-ion battery. The tri-level power status indicator LEDs on the front will light up individually to show you the battery life. And it is super handy, guys. An overcharging and over-discharging protection circuit helps enhance battery performance. Seriously, guys, you can get up to 90 minutes of use on a full charge. So that means that Lane and I could go freaking hike in down the Blue Ridge Mountains for months and months and come back and we can have 90 minutes of use to clean up everything needed to clean up to be well fit for civilization once again. It also has an all-new travel lock feature, so you don't have to worry about your trimmer turning on when you don't want it to. That could lead in some big mistakes. The Lawn Mower 4.0 even allows you to customize your preferred hair length with four trimmer guard options. Check out the two-tone black finish that features a hot foil stamped Manscaped logo. Show that mower off loud and proud, guys. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscape. They supply the right tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off plus free international shipping instantly at manscaped.com forward slash Ashley. Again, that's manscaped.com forward slash A-S-H-L-E-Y for 20% off. Um, why do you think that the tactical games and like tactical training overall has become more popular because it seems like it's starting to like, you know, I don't know. Um, I see more people doing it or like more people are like interested in it. Do you think that there's like, you think that people have just been doing more CrossFit lately and then they don't really want to do CrossFit anymore. So they see, I know for me, like my, I just picked up a rifle, like what, like maybe nine months ago now, like since I, since my the first Mm -hmm. games and like whenever I started training but I was always I was always like really intimidated by guns and so and I hate that feeling of like being intimidated by something and I just wanted something else to challenge me and for me that's where it was. It was like learning how to use a rifle and a pistol, um, and to be comfortable with it, to be confident. And I think that's so important. Um, I know sure. that like gu- gun sales, like this last year are at an all time high, but like, I mean, people have really got to start training their weapon system, um, and being confident in their we- weapon system. Um, but like, what do you think that the, do you think the, the tactical games and just like the tactical training overall is becoming more popular? And why do you, why do you think that is?
2: I mean, I don't really know why it is, but I can say that like with social media and everything and people seeing that everyday people are the ones doing this now is going to encourage them. So we're all daunted by things we don't know. We don't know how to do. But now that they see, oh, it's not just military or not just law enforcement out there doing this, like maybe I can do that, too. Mm -hmm. And so these people might have liked shooting guns or maybe had experience or something and just felt, well, I'm not good enough. I think that that stigma is going away It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not a poser. If you come out here and do the tactical games or anything like that, nobody's trying to say that we're all tactical gurus and everything right. else. Like, no, we just have a shooting competition that we like shooting and we like fitness and we like to compete. So therefore that's what we're doing. Um, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of is that if it weren't for social media, you wouldn't see it.
0: Right. Um, do you think that, do you think that, uh, because I mean, pretty much everybody that's in the elite are officers, correct? Isn't uh, is Katie an officer? The ones that the ones that I've been that we've that we've been working with, they're pretty much all. Katie,
2: Katie is not. No, um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking right now. I think it was just kind of convenient this past weekend. There were a lot of law enforcement, but. I, I think mean, in the other competitions that I've done, they're not, like, Erin, Carla, Tess. Oh, yeah. Um, Rob, well, Robin's in the military. Um, there's, there's quite a few Blair. that aren't. Is Blair yeah, Blair's not. Kalerina's not. Yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a few girls that mm-hmm. have no association with law enforcement or military or anything, and, and they're elite competitors. I would just, I mean, it just comes down to the weights. Like, if you can shoot, you can shoot in either division. You Mm -hmm. just have to physically be able to, you know, you have to be stronger in order to do elite. Right. Yeah. Because
0: the, and those are, I get so many questions about the tactical games and, um, it so the shooting is all the same. Like it doesn't matter. I don't know about novice, but I know like intermediate, elite, the it's it's all the same. So if you guys are strong, like you you need to sign up for the elite division or maybe just do the intermediate first or the skirmish first. Um but that you know, but the shooting's all the same. So it doesn't matter. Um you just you you need to Practice your weapon system and, and firing.
2: Do you? Think I will that- say the caveat that it de- it depends sometimes, though, because sometimes they do have smaller. So they'll have like look, you know, the very little mm. a box square rectangle on the brown ipsic targets. They've had times where elites only mm. are allowed to shoot that, and then everybody else gets this uh, mm. paper squares. Or if you remember in South Carolina, they made ours smaller. And the intermediate so that's uh, kind of hard when sometimes sometimes they will change it but it's not 100 yeah. percent all the time mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. depends yeah
0: yeah and if you if you guys are listening to this and you're thinking about doing a tactile games like sign up for maybe the skirmish because that's a one-day event um or they have like the tactile games university that you can go to mm-hmm. um or a lot of people come up and they they volunteer first and kind of get to see like yep. the inside scoop of what's going on uh, do you think that the tactical games has helped better and sharpen your skills as an officer um, competing and, and doing doing everything with the tactile games?
2: So I would say no only because everything that I do and know from the tactical games and how to do it all comes directly from SWAT. So, like, there's times where, I don't know if you've noticed, like, the gun mechanics will save you a lot of time. Like, a lot of times just from the manipulations of transitions and everything from rifle to pistol and whatnot, I tend to make up a lot of time on that. Where, like, you guys were already on the line, I think I'm one of them, and I, I was able to get my sling off, have my rifle, have it ready, mag ready, and I loaded it. And I started firing before you guys did. And that was simply because of my training and what I do for SWAT and everything. So Mm -hmm. I kind of are, I have a little bit of a unique experience that I get all my training for tactical games from there. But -hmm. I think if I was the lay patrol and everything and didn't have SWAT, then absolutely because Most patrol officers not fire their firearms a lot more than their yearly qualifications because their department don't give them ammo or training time or anything else. So they just don't have the opportunities or don't really know how to train appropriately for it other than go out and kind of bullseye shoot. But they don't do the drills like you'll see um, tactical games people doing or SWAT operators doing. Uh, So I think that if I was just lay patrol, then absolutely it would help my training. Like Mm -hmm. it would help in my experience on patrol.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you love most about being a police officer? Like, why? Why did you? Why did you pick that profession?
2: Uh, you know, and the true, honest answer, because I know everybody's like, I don't want to help people. This, that, another, and it's like, no, I just saw myself doing it. Like, <laughs> to be honest, of course, that's my like answer when I was, you know, interviewing and everything. But I'll be honest, my real passion has come from uh, being on the SWAT team. Like, if I lost that at my department right now, then I would be like, well, I could go anywhere and do this, but that keeps me there without a doubt because the things I get to do, see, and be a part of, I mean, I just went to explosive breacher course, so now I get to blow shit up. It's great. (laughs) You know, it's just like stuff that like nobody's going to get to do this. Like the lay person does not live in this world. Like it's really cool. And the things that we do and then, and then we're the ones that are called out in the extreme situations that other people can't handle like it it is nice to be a part of that group of elite people that are going out they're like we're the ones that they call so I I just like that factor
0: uh are you the only female on the yeah the only
2: one that the department's ever had that's cool what was
0: uh what was it like training and getting into that like what did you what did you have to do like what is the what is the training like for that
2: uh you mean prior to like get on the team or yeah Mm mm-hmm well, really, it was just physical. Um, mm-hmm. They don't expect you to be anything fantastic when you initially do tryouts. Um, I had physical training was basically what I already did and then once I fi- figured out what I needed to do for the tryouts, I just hammered it. And because there's this six foot wall, which is my nemesis at um, SWAT, because I just don't have ups. Like, I really just don't. So I had to learn the technique of swinging your leg, clamping it down and then pulling yourself over because our whole course is four minutes to complete. And the norm completes it anywhere from 330 to 345. Like, there's no window to Mm -hmm. stop. On the course. Um, so you have to complete that in four minutes and you had to do some shooting. You had to do a run in a certain amount of time and then some other stuff that's, you know, secret, secret. Mm-hmm. You can't really talk about, mm-hmm. but just more so just like making sure that you would be able to orientate targets under pressure, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't train too much different. I just made sure that once I realized the wall was going to be an issue, I hammered it down and physically made sure I was ready to go. But... It's a it's not too rigorous of, um, training for it other than outside of what I was doing.
0: Was that your goal ever since becoming an officer? Like you, did you have your sights set on wanting to be on SWAT or did it just kind of, once I got on the department?
2: Yes. Mm. I think I thought felt kind of just like, we talked about with you know getting doing into the tactical games and everything it's daunting at first so it didn't even cross my mind when I initially thought of you know being an officer and everything it just wasn't a, a thing but then once I got on the department kind of saw it heard more about it and everything I was like yeah I want to do that mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that and that became the goal in mind so actually the first time I went out it I had trained up until that point had done their little things to be able to try the course i did them great, no problems. Went out there that day, it was cold. The The wall is slick. There is no slots or anything. Like it is a slick wall. I went and went up to hit it and I just smacked that wall I did because I didn't have the technique down. I just was muscling it from where I could get. And I was like, what the heck? So I sat there and tried it until the four minutes was lapsed, which that's really all they want you to do, you know, for respect wise. And I was basically told like, okay, cool. You can come back in six months and try it again. But Just like anything else, mindset, if I hadn't put in the work and come back out and just let that defeat me and be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not good enough to do it, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't be on the team. So Mm -hmm. I just trained for it. And six months later, it all worked out once I figured it out. But mindset's everything in life, job, everything else. Like you have to have it and you can't give up just because you don't win. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's so true. Um, did you feel like you got any kind of kickback since you were going to, like, the first female? Like, did, did you feel like did you feel like it was more challenging for you? Like, or that, I don't know.
2: Um. Yeah, no, I, I'm bit. really lucky that the teams tended to be, I think, a little bit older than they were initially. Mm-hmm. And they probably used to be a lot more hesitant on a female. But what I kind of just came in was just kind of keep my mouth shut and do the same as everybody else mm-hmm. does on the team. Mm-hmm. And so try to keep it as... You don't realize I'm a female other than that I'm a female. Like, I'm not, I'm going to do everything the same. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to say I can't. I'm not, I'm going to do it. And I might not do it correctly. You might have to help me. Mm -hmm. But um, I think there were learning curves, you know, just in general, because they've never had a female. So like our week long training, it was supposed to be out of town walk. I'll be honest, I think that they got worried, like, where are we going to do with Megan Like, yeah. being out of town, like living room wise, because they all tend to stay in the same area. So conveniently, it became in town. So yeah. I, I just think that it's, it's hard sometimes to mm-hmm. deal with those things. And there's just going to be growing pains when it comes to it. But mm-hmm. luckily, all the guys have been super supportive for me. And they always joke around, call me champ champ and talk <laughs> shit about tactical games and everything nice. else. So I'm really fortunate with yep. it.
0: That's awesome. What, what, like, career-wise, what is your goal? Like, now that you're you're on SWAT, is it just to, like, grow with the SWAT community, or wait, what, what yeah, are your Yeah, I mean, if goals? we were
2: full-time, I would love to be on a full-time team, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, right now, I just got promoted recently to a corporal spot, so it's, like, kind of the first step in the supervisory role, so nice. that's kind of where I'm at, and I cool. I plan to be there for a while and stay on patrol, hopefully, but if I'm told to go otherwise, I'll go otherwise, and Just keep growing in SWAT as well. That's
0: awesome. How is your training affected with like your, um, you know, like working nights or like the long shifts? How do you use, I remember you saying you like wake up at 3 a.m. to get your training in before. And it's nice that your sister owns the gym because I'm sure you could just go there and work out.
2: Um, Oh, yeah. And for for a while, while, she's been working out at 3 a.m. So we were kind of able to work out together. So that helped a lot. Yeah, and I'll get up to 2, 2 2.30, somewhere in there and go to the gym beforehand which it sucks there's no doubt yeah. about it like it's not fun and people ask me what do you go to bed at eight and i'm like yes i do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, i will gladly go to bed at eight o'clock at yeah. night i don't care yeah it does not bother yeah. me any at all um but recently i just got switched when i got promoted to days and nights so yeah. i do a month of days month of nights so my body's still kind of getting used to that because i was mm-hmm. i've been dazed for the last five years so to get back on nights again, my body's been like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a little rough.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what do you like better, days or nights?
2: Oh, days! I'm a day person. All yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool, without a doubt.
0: Um, what is your favorite thing about the tactical games? Like, what, like, what is it? I, I, think that you know, it's, it's interesting when people like, cause we, we get beat out there, right? Like, we just, mm-hmm. we literally, like, a, there's something about. There's something about challenging events and evolutions that I think it, it has to be like a select type of person who goes out, they do it, they literally get the shit beat out of them. You know, you're beat up, you're scraped up, you know, it's, it's, you're competitive with yourself, with your teammates all weekend. And then you come back out and you want to, you do it again. Like you, you're like, okay, when's yes. the next competition? Um what is it that that drives you in your competitiveness aside from just having being like the the littlest and and having you know your siblings <laughs> but like what is it like what is it inside of Megan that makes you hungry to like get that first place podium
2: yeah, um, that's funny. It's uh, You know, I bring this up because I want people to think, like, if they go out there to, to realize that they're not alone. I do this every single competition that I do, every single tactical games I do. As soon as that first one's about to start, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like every Everybody goes through that. And I'll make that perfect clear. Like, as my love tattoo fans, I'm like, one of the biggest promoters of it. I think it's fantastic. I go through that moment every single time. Like, why am I doing this? Like, this is this is bullshit. This is gonna mm-hmm. suck. Like, I'm this is gonna hurt, whatever. What if I don't win? And all those fears go through the head. Then it's go time and you just shut them up mm-hmm. and you go to work. Yeah. Um, I think I just have the mentality, for me anyway, I've always been like, if I set mine to something, I'm gonna do it first marathon i didn't train i was in college my mate jessica made me for it i had ran 10 miles prior to that day and it was 26 miles as a full marathon so every mile after that 10th mile was like well i'm running the furthest i've ever run before but i said i was gonna do it so i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. so you just have to have that mentality or at least i do that like no i said i'm gonna complete this i'm gonna do it to the my best of my ability Mm -hmm. and uh there's just no way around it that's just always been my mindset with it Mm -hmm. But I don't know what my favorite thing is. I mean, there's a lot of favorites. The community is great, especially the more time that I get out of my own head. I don't think I talked to anybody my first few games. Like, I was in the zone. I didn't need to make friends. I didn't do anything else. Like, I'm out here to compete. I'm out here to win. Um, And I've tried to kind of let that go the last few times and be like, no, Megan, you can have a lot more fun if you just interact with more people. Plus, I I like, enjoy helping other people. So you know, being a battle boss, I got to really meet a ton of people and help them or they've helped me. So the community, they're more than helpful for yeah. everybody. They, they love to help one another. Mm-hmm. And then it's my worlds combining in a competition. So that's probably my favorite.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely having that switch of, you know, like being friends with the people that you're competing with, but respecting each other enough to know that like, once it's go time, like you're not my friend anymore you're not my friend. Like I'm going to do everything I can do to like, to beat you. And, uh, yeah. Like I want you
2: to do well, but secretly I don't want you to do well. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like we're all cheering until that whistle blows. And then it's like, you know, but yeah, I mean, what what was her time? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's so true. And I, I was so, I was like really happy for, you know, all the, you know, everybody who won and, um, I think that I think that that's that's very rare to find in a in a community, and that's one of the reasons why I really like the tactical games is just I think the community is very very genuine and um and i I love it um I think that it, especially like with the shooting and and the physical fitness aspect of it, it doesn't matter how good you are you can always improve in both. It doesn't yes. matter if you're the best or if you're the last, um, there's always, always room for improvement. And, um, and, and that's what I truly love about it is because it's taking two, uh, two completely different, the shooting and the fitness and it's combining them together and, uh, just learning how to sharpen those skills, um, to where they, they work together. And so I don't know, that's kind of, that's yeah. why I like it. Like it'll
2: humble you really quickly and show you oh, yeah. your weaknesses really quickly. And and if you don't train those weaknesses, it'll yeah. continue to show you those weaknesses right. every single time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's next for you? Like, when are the? what's the next games that you're going to do?
2: Uh, definitely the team event in West Virginia. I'll be mm. doing that with my sister. We signed up a while back for that. I'm going to see about GTI. I'm, I'm not 100%. It's an awesome facility if anybody's thinking about it. Yeah, that's what yes. I heard. Nuclear power plant that never went into full operation, but basically was there. So, like, all the buttons and everything in the control room, like, they got old. It's just a cool place. Like, yeah. you're just not going to get many facilities like that. And then uh, probably nationals just outside of that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. When is nationals?
2: You? you said when is it?
0: Yeah, when's nationals? November something in Florida, mm. I believe. In, no, no. no. Te- Texas
2: or Florida? Texas. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I think I'm going to do the team event. Okay. Okay, I'm going to sign up for that. So cool. um, I don't think I can't do GTI because I have to go up and do like a dog canine thing up in Indiana okay. the, starting on Monday. So there's like no, I'm like, I might, I don't know. I'm trying to like figure it out. Like, how could I get down to South Carolina, do GTI Saturday, Sunday, but be in Indiana on Monday morning. So I oh jeez. <laughs> I know. I don't think it's going to be possible because um, I have to take both of my canines. So we'll see in my mind. I'm still like trying to figure out like if there's a way that I could get around it and do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, other than that, and like you know, my goals leading up to the next one, it'll be the the partner event. Is just my my shooting's got to be dialed in, and so um, yeah. just like anything that I do, and it's like you know, you know, and and you do too. Like it comes with the competitiveness, and you wouldn't be where you are today, Megan, if you didn't have that competitive drive and like know how to uh, be diligent and, uh, structured with your training. And so like, I, I just got to train more with like my firearms and my shooting and the dry firing as monotonous as that can be. Like, you just, you got to train it and you can't complain when you don't do well with the work that you didn't put in. (laughs) Right. Like you just, you don't, there's no room to complain, you know? So,
2: um, Don't ever take for granted either for anybody who's listening, like the dry firing positions, like sling your rifle on your back. So you do, million times then get into the kneeling do your pistol do your rifle like don't take for granted the silly things that you think that you know how to do because if you don't train them trust you that sling won't work the same in the competition you won't be able to get into that position as quickly and those are the times that you really are making it up outside of misses Mm -hmm. is getting into those positions and out of them really quickly and safely. Mm -hmm. Um so those things are definitely not to be taken for granted and and will help with everyone's training. Um what uh
0: what advice do you have for people who are like probably interested in like definitely intimidated by the tactical games. Like what advice do you have for them who are like thinking about doing the training? I mean, I
2: think you hit the nail on the head when you said come volunteer. That's the Mm -hmm. biggest one that I would say is if you volunteer one, you're getting a partial or full admission to come out here and play with us. So why wouldn't you do that? Like, yes, you're putting in a ton of work, but you get to see how everything's run and what you're expected to do and not do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge help. Obviously, the Tactical Games University, like you talked about, the skirmishes, two guns. A lot of people have two guns or pistol USPSA matches. If you've got those around you, they're like 20 bucks to mm-hmm. go do, and they're more for fun. But you can wear your vest out there and run it full speed and everything and kind of get the idea of what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dry firing. I, I wish I had better advice. Other than those things, because they seem like the most basic, but Mm -hmm. it is, it's basic. It's just train, 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 train. That's really all that you can do. And don't be scared. Mm -hmm. Start intermediate, start novice. You don't have to start off elite right out the get go. Yeah. Yeah. What about um,
0: females who are in law enforcement wanting to progress and where they are? Because I'm, I'm starting to see like a little bit more of like, just like the tactical female, also too, I think mm-hmm. that there's a big need for manufacturers making vests, making gear, making equipment now that is geared towards yes. a female body. I think that is so important for the longest time. And it's it's nobody's like it, you know, it's just times are like starting to change a little bit into where yes. um like you're starting to see more females come into, come up into like a tactical Style needed job. Um, And the gear is like so important. You got to have your gear that fits right, that works right. Um, But back to my uh, original question to you is like females right now who are in like even, it could be like even military who are just, you know, they're wanting to progress and to possibly um, do SWAT or to do something in. Uh, in their command or their unit and to progress, like what advice would you give somebody, a, f- a female that is, that is wanting to kind of make that jump?
2: Um, I honestly, the only thing that popped into my head that I thought of was just keep your head down and grind. Mm-hmm. Like people see work. That work speaks so loud for mm-hmm. you, and like, luckily, I've had a very good um respect as far as my department goes and everything, even besides you know, they just in my social media because a lot of times social media is looked really negatively on, yeah. um, especially for being a, in law enforcement and everything. But I don't have that at all, I have no issues when it comes to that, but I don't put anything out there that wouldn't be respected by any of them. If anything, they're like, I should probably get in the gym more. I should train just as much as you. So I think that if you just put in the work and just keep your head down, and I know that sucks. It's not like, it's not telling anybody to not be themselves or anything like that. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you don't have to be the loudest one in the room. Just do the work. Mm -hmm. And it, for me anyway, has seen that it shows leaps and bounds, especially in the SWAT community, because it is a very structured, rigorous thing. Like, you are asked to go in there where a lot of times you know you're going to be shot at and everything they're not going to want someone who doesn't have the right mindset and they feel that would be more of a hindrance mm-hmm. um, in in that type of structure they're not going to i'm trying to think of the right word really it's just a certain type of personality i guess mm-hmm. like i know i can be a kind of dry personality but like it's just it's just cuz the things going on in my mind is like i'm a realist and everything mm-hmm. else so i'm just not super boisterous and out there like Unfortunately, you just can't be like that all the time. Like you can be outside of work, but at work, I'm there to work. Right. And I guess that's the thing that's worked for me. I don't know that it would work for everyone else. Um, but that would be my only advice. Just just grind. Do work. Yeah.
0: No, I like that too. And and I like the saying of like, like, I want to be known as like when, in the business side of things, I don't want to I don't want people to be like, oh, like, you know, she's a female, she's she's a really good businesswoman. Like, I just want to be known as a good Business woman, just a business person, not the yes. fact that I'm a female. I think that, like, you know, back to your point, you know, success and hard work, like, it, it doesn't genderize like male female. Like, hard work is hard work. Like, the time put in is the time put in. The grind is the grind. Doing what you do and doing it to the best of your ability, like, that's just putting in the time and the hours and it doesn't, you know, I, like, I, you know, for the longest time, I think in the beginning, because I started entrepreneur stuff like when I was when I was like pretty young and, you know, for the longest time. And I did go over some hurdles because I I was a female and I felt like in a world that was kind of dominated by men, that there were times that people like either wanted to take advantage of me because they thought that I was naive, like a naive female. And it mm-hmm. got to the point like over the years and like I've as I've, I've matured that I don't want to just be like. I don't want to be like, Oh, she's like a, a, a good female business woman. Like I just want to be a yes. good business person. I want to operate business. I want to be a, a very successful entrepreneur. doesn't matter if I'm male, female doesn't, does it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the grind, the suck. Like if you guys want to be great at whatever it is that you're doing, you have to put in the work and you have to put in the time. And, um, you know, it, it, you can't be like, oh, like, well, I had to go through this or this was harder because, you know, like I was I was a female. Like, no, like, no, it's just stop that. Stop being like you had to do this because it was it, it doesn't matter. You got to put in the hard work and you got to put in the time and you got to put in the hour. So, you know, and I like clearly you've done that, you know, and I think what, by you saying like whenever you yeah. went in and to kind of you know, you wanted to be on the SWAT team, you didn't ask for any shortcuts. You didn't ask for things to be easier for you. You right. wanted them to be, like, the same standard because you want to be like, I can hang with these people. Like, I don't need any favors. I don't need any handouts. I don't need any hand-ups. Like, I just want to I want to show you guys that I can grind and that I'm, like, willing and capable. And if I had to guess, you're probably better than some of the uh, SWAT guys that are on your team. I'm not saying. I don't know. But I, I have trained, like, some groups. And, like, I mean – You know, you're probably you're probably a really good example to a lot of the people that are on the team.
2: I appreciate it. It's it's really funny that you say that, because that's exactly my mentality all the time is that I don't want to be known as like a good female squad operator. Mm -hmm. I want to be known as a good operator yeah like take out the female aspect I don't want any of that and I don't think I would have been respected like do I think that is a possibility that I could have gone in there and been like well I can't do this or this because I'm a female whatever and gotten away with it guess what I would have lost respect from every single person on that team and that's not what I want I want every single one of them to trust me to want me on their team and everything else and I wouldn't have had that Mm -hmm. um so do I think that there is like females in order, or, you know, you go raise female, anything like I know what it is. I know like if a, you need to meet something and you're female that you might get it over someone else who might be more qualified. Yes. Can we just say that that is what it is? Mm-hmm. Because let's just be honest about it. But mm-hmm. I'm approved to you that I should be in this position yep. because of it as yep. well. It was really cool. You reminded me of it uh, recently. We went on some mission with another department and uh, one of the oldest guys on the team that is about to retire and he's like, oh yeah, you know, this department had mentioned like, oh, I didn't know you guys had a female operator. And he just, he's like, well, oh, I looked around, and was like, I only see operators here. And I was uh, like, that is so cool, like, awesome for you to have said. Something. This is one of the guys that's like, I thought was gonna be super against females because at one time yeah. they were against like, having oh, females yeah. on mm-hmm. the team. But it was like, it hmm, hurt, like, warmed my heart <laughs> a little bit yeah. to hear that.
0: Yeah. That, that's awesome. I, yeah, I really like that. And it's I think that it's, it's the mindset. Changing. Yeah, it is. It is. It just,
2: it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really, really sure. like that. And Cry. That Cry recently just went out with a woman's line there. Mm-hmm. They finally made some of their multicam, um, attire and everything. They're not making all the colors obviously or anything, but they definitely at least started. Have you tried any of it? No, it's supposed to be coming. Um, They were supposed to have ordered me some, but I haven't had it yet. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I got – I ordered a pair of their – I have a pair of their pants, but it was like the men's pants
1: that I ordered
0: and like – yeah, and like – I don't know. They're still like kind of baggy. They don't really function as well as like I – you know, again, like. They are not like those pants we wore last weekend. That's for I sure. I know. Those are awesome, aren't they?
2: <laughs> yes, they're great.
0: Yeah, yeah the Aric pants were really good. Yeah, who would have? I mean, those were like dog training pants, but they, they work. They work really well. Um, no,
2: they're great. Like, they will become my training pants now. So.
0: Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, there's all kinds of like colors and stuff. And um I like him. I mean, it was just it just so happened that I, I got him for like dog training and then I was like, hmm, these look kind of tactical. I was like, I could I, I mean plus they're like a little bit tougher and um Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I have worn like I did wear the leggings the first day, but th- it just depends on what you're doing because if you're like down on the ground and stuff, it doesn't really give you like you need something a little bit uh thicker um with your legs and just you know getting down on the ground and I don't know, that like barrier or whatever.
2: Um, I I did leggings the first year on the second day I decided to go legging route that I had like belt loops and everything and I haven't done it since. because I was just like it's just not me like -hmm. there are definitely a lot of people that are out there like that's what my sister will wear and everything the leggings and um they're great and I feel it just like when you're working out and whatnot but um for me I I don't know I got I'm so used to running in the BDU style Mm -hmm. that that's mm-hmm. why those pants were awesome so I was like well this is kind of a little bit of a mix because they actually don't feel super huge on me that I feel yeah. like I'm just lugging around a bunch of extra fabric mm-hmm. downrange mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah well good um anything else that you want to leave for the anybody who's listening go out and be uh, a badass
2: just don't be afraid to go out there and try it yeah. I mean whether that goes that goes work that goes tattoo games that goes getting into anything your biggest hurdle is just making that step to try it and yeah. then once you try it, you will figure out, you'll have issues along the way and everything else, but you're also going to have a ton of help from people and you will get there if you just keep your head down and grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. All right, Megan. Well, thanks for joining me today. And you guys can all, if you're not, you should follow Megan on Instagram. It's a uh, Kennedy cop fitness. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Kennedy, Caught Fitness on Instagram. You can follow her and uh, see. You don't really post a whole lot of training stuff, dude. I remember though after the first tactile games that we did, and then I found you on Instagram, and uh, I saw it was like two days after we did the tactile games in South Carolina, and then you were freaking like PRing or something your deadlift like two days after. Or, oh, I don't know I don't maybe so maybe it wasn't a Shit. PR but you're like <laughs>
2: I don't know maybe it wasn't a PR that sand but you were... is what you think about that 150 pound sandbag
0: dude yeah <laughs> that dude that was up, crazy yeah. I can't I can't believe you're able to lift that no but uh, you are definitely you're such a hard hitter and you're extremely competitive which I which I like that um, you know um, and and I have so much respect for anybody who comes out to the tactical games and competes because i mean it's just the it's just the mindset and the type of person who who comes out especially the ones who keep coming back out again uh knowing that there's going to be a beat down knowing that it's just it's highly highly competitive but um i mean those are the people that dude if if shit went south i want i want you in my corner
2: you know what i mean oh Um, for sure no i'm glad you've joined the community and everything else so i think that we're only going to see great things from you especially once we get that shooting dial, then you'll be a force <laughs> to be reckoned with, without yeah, a doubt. Know. You already are, but even more so.
1: All
0: right. Wow. Um yeah. What was, an incredible interview. Yeah. That she she's really inspiring and um, Man, she's one of the type, like, she's a, she's a beast, like, in, in person when you see her, especially when you see her move and work, she can be a little intimidating to, like, mm-hmm. just to watch. Right. Um, plus she's, like, covered in tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have.
1: What? Is that uh, coming from Ashley Horner? Yeah. Covered in tattoos?
0: She's covered in tattoos. She's just, you can just tell she's, she's, um, she's a hustler, she's a grinder, and, she didn't ask for
1: any help, any no. assistance. She did it her own way. Regardless if she struggled, she got it done.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, success, uh, regardless of what you guys are wanting to chase down, it does not discriminate between man or woman. Like if you want to get somewhere in life, you just have to yeah, work it, hard. Yeah. Don't take the shortcuts just because you want to get there
1: faster. Do what it takes. Put Do in it the time. right way the first time. Do it the right way. Regardless of struggle, do yeah. it the right way the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a great message to take with you guys, like what, whatever you may be doing, whether it's business or a fitness goal or a school goal or anything of that matter, do it right the first time. Don't let failure take you away from your path. Just keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm.
0: And then lastly, what I want to leave you guys with and, and
1: just a reminder,
0: kind of like a reflection of what Megan and I talked about is that. You can't be upset or mad or disappointed uh, because you were unable to reach the goals that you wanted to reach or get to the place that you wanted to get to because of the work that you did not put in. Um, For me, and a prime example of that is like I was not, I was training physically really hard leading up to the tactical games, but... I wasn't picking up my weapon system like I should have been. Um, I have to make that a discipline. So, uh, you know, I, I did great physically, the shooting, like, and I can't, I can't be upset or mad at anyone or anything because of that. Like, it comes back to, I. you have to be real with yourself and ask yourself the question, did you put in the work to do what had to be done to get to where you wanted to go? And if the answer is no, then... You can't blame anybody else but yourself, and you have to go back and you have to start training the way that you need to train in order to get to where it is that you want to get to. You'll never regret going the extra mile. Yeah, it'll pay off in the end. So don't cut corners. Uh, Do things right the first the first time. Um, Just and and you gotta be disciplined. You gotta be disciplined and doing what it is that's going to make you better. So. Peace out, guys. My name is Ashley Horner. This is Miss Lena Del Rey. Bye-bye. And we will see you next time on the Reborn Podcast. Make sure you share, like, give us com- uh, feedback, comments. Tell your below. grandma about
1: it. Tell your mom. <laughs> you always Tell say your grandma. Aunt. It's been a
0: long time since I've said that. I, I just know. To we used to talk down. about your grandma. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. We'll catch Bye. you next
1: time.